0: Aussie music is something to be proud of. Wear it like a badge. Because it's Australian bands and artists that are the influences of so many other musicians the world over. So at Triple M, we're proud to be able to showcase the power of the Aussie music scene. Paying both homage to the greats that have stood the test of time right alongside the current, the emerging, the future influences. The ones that will be next to make their mark on the global music scene. If it's Aussie and it rocks, it's right here. This is Triple M's Homegrown with Matty O. Alright, there's no mucking around here. 49 stations on the Listener Up. We go live every single night. I brought in the big guns tonight. You heard him a little bit earlier, but he stayed around. He stayed up late. Of course, I'm talking about the man. Oh.
1: We'll the
0: my Oz buddy, the one and only Dave Gleeson from the Jets. Someone. One of our great front men, singer, songwriters, better helping hand shivers. <laughs> Sound of name and uh, we got a new song and it's absolutely awesome what a man. The mighty jets are back with nothing to lose. As I welcome our good friend of the show, the original host of this show, Mr. Dave Gleeson. How are you, bro? matty how I'm good, mate. Good to hear. You. Uh, how's things, dude? How's things with you, man? This song's really good. Oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, we're
1: stoked. A bit of a bit of a taste of what's uh, come on the album <laughs> that we've got coming out,
0: bro. I remember like we were talking like around COVID times, and you were saying it was like one of the first times that the jets had kind of worked remotely. And, uh, you know, like sending demos and stuff like that. Is that the way that you guys are kind of still writing or are you guys kind of getting together for, you know, large periods of time, getting in the studio and writing recording?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, mostly, you know, even before COVID, you kind we kind of wrote, you know, Paulie writes a lot on his own, and, yeah. and he started writing with Scotty quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I'm, mate, I've got reams and reams of stuff that's written all through time. I just need to find the time to uh, to get with some, you know, probably Jimmy or Scotty in the yeah. studio, and Paulie, and that's the hardest part because you know they're all in Vic. Mm. and um, and Cambo's up in uh, Byron, of course, living a beautiful life. <laughs> yeah, man. And, uh, and I'm over here in South Australia.
0: Dude, are you still playing pool every Wednesday night? I oh, am yeah, indeed, mate. How's your form? <laughs> but, How's your form, uh, Mate, well,
1: between last week and this week, it's, it's gone up a bit. I got a turkey last week. A turkey's <laughs> uh, three games. You play three games a night, and I've got yeah. them all.
0: So. <laughs> nice, man. And
1: yeah, then you get a, a free wild turkey. The boys all eat your wild turkey. Oh, and, dude. Um, so... I went from uh, yeah one one out of one out of uh, six to four out of nine, so well, I'm coming back, Matty. I'm Do, mid-season.
0: Nice, mate. So if you're ever sounding a bit croaky on a Thursday night show, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Sometimes I just I'm lucky to make it into the station at that night. <laughs> on the night after. Hey, um, how good is it to be back playing shows? Like, I don't think we've had a proper catch up in ages. I think it was when you were last here doing some jet shows in Melbourne, like. Uh, how good is it to be back? I see that you're playing heaps of festivals, you know, you're doing your own shows as well. Like, are you getting a newfound kind of appreciation from fans, do you think? Like, you know, we didn't have music for such a long time and now it's back and it's on a pretty kind of grand scale.
1: Yeah, look, I think there's a lot of um a lot of young people coming through as well. I nice. mean there's definitely definitely a resurgence in people. People who didn't know what, what they were missing out on, yeah. Um, you know these young people, and then you know they're, they're seeing their parents or their brothers or sisters getting antsy. They can't go and see bands, and yeah, 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 yeah. I just I think that whole live thing has become like, hey, let's go and see this stuff. Let's go and let's go and be there when the music's being created. You know, especially yeah. as, as that openness, is you know, a lot so many young bands coming through. Yeah. So I think um I think there's, they've got the best of both worlds. They're getting to see some young bands, and they're coming to see the uh, heritage Jacks like us.
0: Dude, does it wig you out i mean it wigs us out like when we play a gig and i see like an 18 year old there i'm like are you lost <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> have you gone to the wrong gig like it's weird right and then like i'm sure you must get it like these young kids are like singing your songs as well yeah like oh, it's, it's pretty un- cool right it's unreal
1: i mean it's, it shows good parenting i think uh, <laughs> yeah yeah, kids, good. kids go up to uh, come and see the jets and sing frc with us that's always a damn fine uh parenting thing but yeah look it's uh it's unreal to see, you know, the the, the music, kind of. Um, it, it, I, I always go back to Jack Black in the School of Rock, um, and I was watching that, and it was probably at a time where I was a little bit down on, you know, his rock dying, you know, yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. This, this. And I'm looking at that, and it's like, who it gives us stuff what people think or what's getting played on the the, the, the you know video shows yeah. or streaming. Yeah. I don't care. I love rock, and I love banging my head, and yeah, I love yeah. going nuts,
0: and yeah, yeah,
1: you yeah. know. So it's kind of that whole thing of um, of whether it's fashionable or not. And uh, rock music, and Australian music, and all the genres of it, and a lot of music. It's. Uh, it's what you're into, and if you're into it, go 100 miles an hour, man, no yeah. matter whether it's the top of the pops or not.
0: Dude, and I feel like, you know, the rest of the band is definitely in the same kind of, you know, uh, mind frame I feel, especially listening back to this recording as well. There's a lot of energy on this track, man, and, dude, you're singing so well.
1: Oh, cheers, mate. I reckon I've been singing better because I've been between the two bands, you know, and I kind of... Yeah. Don't get much time off to um, to indulge in bad behaviours, Matty.
0: That's a thing, though, isn't it? Like, like the more you tour, like, the more kind of, you know, your voice gets stronger yes. and, like, it's an actual thing.
1: It is. The, better, the more you play, the
0: better you get. That yeah. goes to everything, even my like eight ball player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> Now, how are you going on the road, Gleiso, Because, like, I'm looking at all these festivals that you're playing. I'm like looking at these lineups. I'm like, as if Gleiso isn't having a beer with that guy. That guy, that band, I can picture you in that person's backstage. Is it easy to. How are the hangovers going the next day? If you saw heads in the Virgin Lounge on a Sunday after a festival? Yes.
1: Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it it would not be rock and roll otherwise. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you know, obviously you you, you settle down over the years, but it's, it, it is getting back. You know, we're hanging out with the BAs, and we're all we're all twenty two and living back in Kings Cross together. You know, and, oh, yeah. and hanging out, and um, you know any any number of those bands that kind of we, Cross paths with Boom Crash Opera, Living End. As soon as you kind of somewhere, they're going. To, you're going to have a VB in your hand very quickly. <laughs> yeah, to to the living
0: end. <laughs> Dude, I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned King's Cross earlier because I want to take you for a trip down Memory Lane. Now uh, you got an album coming out a little later on this year, but I want to know if there's going to be any of these kind of shenanigans. I'm going to take you back to how you celebrated after the release of your debut album. We had a car called the Pig, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So on the day that the album came out, we all just wrote the car off out the front of them. <laughs> manager's jumping on the bonnet, smashing the windows with his briefcase. And and then the cops came and told us we weren't allowed to do that. So a bit different, 30 years on.
0: How do you think your better half would react to you now riding off the family truck stuff? (laughs) He would be
1: absolutely filthy, especially seeing as she's got the nice car.
0: What are we doing in the nice car, So We're going to we're uh, we going to go take it. <laughs> I actually got a nice car
1: myself. So, uh, no, look, um, the release of an album is always one of those things. Um, Uh, After your first one, obviously, as you'd know, yeah, your first one—it's just like this whole—you can't believe it. Oh, it's so
0: good; it doesn't feel real, does it? Yeah. Well, this
1: is nuts, you know. Um, Yeah. But then, of course, then the expectation comes, and and um, I was actually talking to Sarah McLeod about it the other day. Uh, and she's kind of like, uh, you know, you, you put it out there and you're absolutely crapping yourself because you don't know. I mean, yeah. no, matter how, no matter how much you high-five yourselves in the studio, I'd say, this sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, you just don't know how people are going to respond to it. Yeah. So there's that expectation. But the, on the other hand, the great thing is you get to play these songs live and I reckon that's where you kind of, because you, you kind of knock them into shape in the studio, mm, but then, yeah. then live you can kind of really get out there and sell them and they can really... You start to live in them, and uh, and it becomes a whole new place, a whole new experience for the band as well.
0: Speaking of new experiences, I love how uh, like kind of active you are on social media as well because that's all part of the game now. Like that that didn't exist when you first started. It seems like you know it's really cool to watch you know acts like yours, uh, you know, really kind of embrace it and get around it. And you know, the response is really good,
1: yeah. Oh, it's unreal. We've got heaps of followers, and uh. What the great thing for me is I have like a three-step filter um, between me and who posts the stuff. On- oh, dear. I see you. know
0: what that makes sense, though, mate. I can imagine you getting very. How many posts have been deleted on the way? Oh, mate, well,
1: yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of, I kind of uh, share it with people, and then we kind of <laughs> workshop oh, it. Oh,
0: nice, mate. Nice.
1: Because I do shoot from the lip, you know that. Oh, man, big time, sometimes. mate. I
0: know. I, I don't need to tell me. <laughs> now I have
1: to say one of the things that we, uh, you know, talking of the the new way that bands go about it. Yeah. I got up to hang out with the June Rats a couple of weeks ago. The June Rats.
0: Oh, same. And, yeah, they're good, and, aren't they?
1: And the Bennies.
0: Yeah. And
1: and we got a, a band, Pricey, who's on the road But us. Obviously, always spoken to Pricey from formerly yeah, uh, yeah. of the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mate, they are all over it. I mean and I think that's that, that's how they get to kind of tour the world is they they really kind of connect with fans not just here but uh everywhere with their uh you know, the the reach that the interweb has. So yeah. I mean those those guys are just killing it with uh and you know, the DMAs, I look at bands like that who aren't even of my genre and I go, Man, I'm so proud of those kids. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, but it is cool, isn't it, man? Like when you think about bands like June Rats that really have kind of like, it's obvious like they take inspiration from you. And how cool is it to see that there is such a big appetite for that kind of Australian Screaming jet yeah. sound overseas?
1: Oh, it's unreal, man. It's yeah. unreal. I mean, you know, obviously, you, you, you said the kind of bands like the Cosmic Psychos are probably the, yeah. the first great bloke rock band. You yeah, know? And, yeah. Uh, and then Frenzel's come along and, and you know, obviously there are other bands around those times but it's just, it, it really is Australian rock and it's kind of, uh, it, it doesn't kind of apologise for being just Aussie to its bootstraps. So mm. I, I, that's unreal.
0: Now tell me about the recording of these sessions, mate, because I imagine that the Jets, back in the day, recording a debut album, were getting the studio, what, about 7 o'clock, 8 at night after a few beers at the pub and then maybe <laughs> plugging in at 11 and maybe leaving at about 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say that it's the complete opposite now. you Are getting in nice and early with your green teas or it you are reliving the glory days?
1: No, no. Cups of teas and in, uh, in there usually start <laughs> off about 10 or 11. But nice. The thing is, we, we finish it, you know, a reasonable hour, 6 or 7. But yeah, then got that's to... what happens, Matty? Then you go and have dinner. Exactly. Then you say, well, let's have a couple of beers. Never a couple. And then even... Even then, you work. Even though you're starting at ten o'clock the next morning, you still wake up feeling like shit. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, so there's there's always going to be that. As long as there's Fireball and Jack Daniels um, and Beard yeah. and
0: the Screaming Jets are set to make a record. Oh, absolutely, man. Well, there's uh, you'll find that at most pubs around Australia. And what I'm loving, <laughs> man, is I'm seeing all the gigs that you are playing. they're all selling out, dude. It's like it's so cool. Yeah,
1: no, it's really good. Our team is, um, you know, behind the scenes. Um, yeah. Management and stuff are really great with, uh, you know, just making sure you can really connect with people in the areas you're going to and, um, you know, just, you just got to make sure that it, it makes it a better experience for everyone, I think, is yeah. it's sold out. Everyone's on the vibe. Everyone's like the, the crowd's going, how good, good is this? I'm at a sold out concert. Mm. We walk in the backstage area. and go, how good is this? This is going to go nuts. So yeah. it's... Uh, it's just a great thing. It's great to be uh, doing, doing so good as we are at the moment. So Mate, I'm very thankful
0: for that. All right, Gleeso, I want you to take us behind the scenes. Five minutes till Showtown. The Jets are playing the Governor High Marsh. It's sold out. Big hometown show for you. What are we doing five minutes before the show? Is there a bit of stretching? <laughs> We're doing some vocal warm ups, a, a shot of fireball? Like, how does, does Gleeson prepare for a show?
1: I bang me chest like a chimpanzee. Love it. Like a big gorilla, smash myself yeah. in the chest. You know, just to open her up. Yeah. I scream and yell like mad. I kind of not not like barnsey um his warm up. I remember
0: him doing like. Ah! Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez, what was that? <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, no. Try and get the, the the up to the big notes. You know, before you get out there and um, nice.
0: yeah, A Couple
1: of fireballs, some hugs and 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 fist pumps and uh, yeah, just. It's a great vibe when, when everyone in the band is getting on, as well as yeah. we all do. Then, mm. It's just a party. We're just hanging out, and, and then we get to go out and. um, smash out some of, some great rock and you know, yeah. can't wait to do it all again the next time.
0: Now, you'd know that when you're a band and you're coming up, there are certain things that never change in music and I feel that one of those is when you get these younger support bands, you'll look at the rider before you get on stage and then you'll get back and you look at the rider and notice that half of it is missing. <laughs> Have you noticed any of these shenanigans happening on <laughs> any Jets tours recently? Look, we were, we were, we were rider spiders. Back exactly, today,
1: mate.
0: Right? <laughs> is that what rider <laughs> It's
1: funny, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but look, it, it all depends. Look, and, and, and we're very fortunate. That the bands that uh, we've played with recently are all great. So, you know, you don't mind them having a few beers. Yeah, exactly. The thing is, when you are the headline act, you just say, can we have some more beers? <laughs> and they <laughs> exactly. go, yeah, no worries. You know, yeah. It's, not like, it's not like they've said, right that's it." Yeah, um, but um, no, the boys—the boys from Pricing—they love a beer, and um, and nice. we love having a beer with them. So yes. that's, uh, they're on tour with us for the next little while again. So that'll be great fun.
0: Ah, sick man, and like you said, you know, album later on in the year. It's exciting, right? Because I feel like the trajectory now, when you release an album, especially off an album cycle now, you know, mm. with all the festivals that are happening, it can give you a good couple of years. Touring off the back of that, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, look, we, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing new music and and you know putting out albums if we didn't think that we, you know, had a chance to, to move up the rung and, yeah. and to to get more followers and more people into the band. So yeah, we do it each time we do it. We do it to make uh, to, to move up and, and and you know get get higher into the stratosphere. You know, we might even be as big as Powderfinger one day.
0: Oh mate, I wouldn't throw it out there.
1: <laughs> oh, no. oh mate. Uh, look, because, I mean, look, there's, you know, being in the band, you kind of, you, you know, where you sit in the scheme of things. And, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I'd love to, uh, to have this album elevate us into a, an even higher, uh, yeah. you know, listenership and fan base.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the good thing is, Glee, so. You can always say that you're from Australia's number one band on your radio show. Yeah. <laughs> Just get Tomo to say that. From the country's yeah, biggest all. band, it's it's <laughs> Dave Gleason.
1: Well, uh, dear.
0: I'm and do so, we we might be getting some intimate shows potentially later on in the year as well. I know you can't say anything now. Yeah, no, but ex- we're, we're
1: looking at uh, maybe putting on some special things. Oh, if cool. you, you remember, Maddie? You, you used to have an album launch. You know, yeah. you kinda, um, so things being different as they are now, we've, uh, we're kind of looking at some way to maybe uh, give something special to some select fans.
0: Nicely. So I want to play a quick game with you while I've got while I've got you here. It's yeah, called the 3Fs, it's, cool. it's right? It's called First Favourite and forgettable. So I've right. got, I want you to go back to the world with your gig history here. I want you to explain your first ever gig, yep. your favorite gig if you can pick one, and then I yep. think I know your forgettable one. And, I, <laughs> I, and for those who haven't heard it, it's a ripper. So the three 3S with Dave Gleeson, first gig, my friend. Where was it?
1: Uh, first gig, it was at the Newcastle Town Hall.
0: Yep. And it was for a year 10
1: school dance. Um, nice. We were, we were in Year 11, and uh, it was my first band aspect. Grant Walmsley was in that as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was. I, I, I remember it vividly. I can still remember lo- doing the loading with my mates, mum. Nice. Uh, yeah,
0: it's crazy. <laughs> Any photos kicking around, Gleeson?
1: There's one photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. I think I think it's on uh, I think it's on my Facebook or Instagram somewhere.
0: Yeah. Nice, man.
1: What about you? With my sleeves rolled up on my Target uh, shirt, yeah,
0: rock on, dude. I was going to say, any <laughs> chance of the shirt coming off again for maybe any more clips coming up,
1: mate? I'm dead set. I'm working on it.
0: I've got to lose my guts of
1: uh It's just oh, that—that's that, the uh, symptom of, uh, of uh, or not the thing, the hangover of, of being such a fan of beer. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Uh, what about favourite gigs, man? Is there any? Now they don't have to be big shows either. Like you'd know, like. Some of your favorite shows, are when you're just coming up, you know, you 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 know, you might get 20, 30 people there in the early days. You're like, wow, I feel like a rock star, you know.
1: Um, well, so, uh, one that springs to mind is the kind of early days, but it was in the early days when everything had started kicking off, and yeah. we started at a place called the Cardama Cafe in Kings Cross, nice. and in the beginning, you know, you kind of get maybe a hundred and something people there, but yeah. by the time we finished doing, you know, we, we must have done a dozen or more gigs there over. An eighteen-month period. By the mm. time we finished the joint, you couldn't get to the bar at the back. Yeah, and,
0: nice.
1: You know, it might have only been a six-month period, and um, it was—it just used to be absolutely chock-a-block. And I think we first started, first started there supporting Kings of the Sun. Yeah, and we might have even supported um, oh, a couple of other. Um, the Candy Harlots we supported them, and yeah. in the end, the Candy Harlots ended up supporting us, and it was oh, a, that's cool. It was it was mad. It was like a a, a breaking ground for the Jets for sure. I oh, do, and forgettable. Oh, look, there's been a few, <laughs> there's been a few. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, the most forgettable one for me was we we're in Melbourne. We'd been at the Crown Casino. I
0: haven't heard this one. This is good. We played,
1: uh, we played two, sh- two shows at the Crown Casino and then we were doing a Sunday at the Hallam Hotel in Victoria, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah. Melbourne. Um, so, we didn't sleep for two days. We of were just hanging out at the casino, carrying on. And yep. then um, on the, the day before the gig, we, we were all sitting there and someone said, we were hanging out with these big, woofy biker blokes. And yeah, they yeah, said, yeah. Let's, go and, let's go and play golf. <laughs> so, we went and played golf and stayed up all day. By the time I got to the show, I couldn't actually even speak. <laughs> Golf?
0: That's so Goal. freaking random, Goal. man. What were That's you wearing? Like your rock and roll gear? Like, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I
1: was in the same gear I'd worn the two nights before <laughs> and the same gear that I was going on stage at, in that night.
0: <laughs> hey, how'd you play? Do you remember how you played? Any, any oh, good the shots? Boys were, the boys were all right. I was terrible. I oh. thought they were going to sack me for oh. balls and looking at me. I
1: was lying on the floor trying to. Do me best Jim Morrison impersonation so people thought I was at least performing
0: in some way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, well. an Not artistic. Just some
1: drunk mess.
0: Yeah, like an artistic spin on it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, I was going kind to of avant garde. Oh, man, that's so cool. <laughs> All right, one more game, so While well, I got you. On Triple M's Homegrown with Mattio? it's time for.
1: Uh oh! It's
0: right party or dinner. Now this is called right party dinner. Okay, so I'm going right. to give you three acts, and what you've got to do is you've got to write a song with one of these acts. You've got to party right. with the next, and the third you've got to take home to dinner. All right. Okay. So cool. three acts, picked completely at random. Right party dinner. Here we go. Oh, I know you do all three with ACDC. If you could. So we got ACDC, Your dream world is just about to end. the Oils, and who's the third? Oh, David Lee Roth! <laughs> All right, so right party dinner yeah. with Gleso. You've got ACDC, the Oils, and David Lee Roth.
1: Okay, I'll say right with ACDC. Yeah, I love that. Yep. Um,
0: party with David Lee yeah, Roth. Yeah, well done, well done. And have a
1: beautiful cerebral dinner with the boys from uh, Midnight Oil. Oh, again, that- Have a nice, a nice leisurely dinner and discuss what we're going to do to save the world.
0: Yeah, and then you'll probably end up partying and writing a song. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'll tell you what, Buck, if I was uh, partying with Peter Garrett, I, for one, unlike another singer from Newcastle, would never make any comment about what went on
0: at that party. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly, <laughs> mate, exactly. Um, awesome, man. Uh, so good to check, Lee. So this new song is awesome, man. I can't wait to hear the rest of the album and for you to come back to tour, play some shows. And, uh, of course, man, radio show is always sounding great with Tomo from Seven Week Nights. And always a pleasure, my friend.
1: Cheers, Matty-o. is always great to talk to you, and I can't wait to see you.